Hi, I'm John. Hi, I'm Olivia. And I'm Bill. And this week we've watched Alice. And now we're going to argue about whether it's going to make us quit Star Trek. I had a delightful time. You know, imagine being Lady Macbeth by a MacBook Pro. Isn't that perfect? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? We had a Fem Cell Star Trek episode. That's progressive. I, you know, I, we, on this podcast, we're well known for talking about how much Voyager sucks and um, it does. I'm not sure this counts. I think this is back to the proper core of Star Trek in a sense that it's batshit fucking insane. I insane was, and horny. It's also, yeah, it's, it's extremely horny as well. I was less bored than I'd ever been for a while watching Voyager. That's was, a win. It was weird. It was exciting. Rob, um, Garrett Wang was definitely high during filming. I'll be quite honest with you. Some of the faces he <laughs> pulled, he's definitely a bit stoned. How dare you? He's an actor. But, uh, yeah, it's. It almost makes me want to go and watch Voyager again. Oh, okay. Now we've gone too far. End the episode. Well, I'm in the middle of a Voyager rewatch, and uh, yeah, you know, I I watched. I think seven episodes right after my surgery when I was really high on oxycodone. And uh, yeah, it was uh, quite an experience. I think you found the perfect way to watch Voyager. <laughs> I, think, I think high on medical, well, on medical sedatives might be the best way to watch Voyager. Yeah, no, I, I, I just gave up, you know, I gave up the idea of live tweeting it. I didn't review the episodes. I just kind of let them stream over me. So. I, I think at destinations, um, Mission Seattle, they should do is just have a room and hook everyone <laughs> up to morphine and then put Voyager. <laughs> I, I, pay, oh. I mean, I pay for it, but I won't because the National Health Service will do it for me after an 18 month yes. waiting list. Well, in the United States, I'm lucky enough to be married to a public school teacher with great insurance. So uh, I'm kind of, you know, have an exception from this horrible healthcare system we have. That's <laughs> ah, nice to the people paid for it. Yeah. So, Bill, you said you provide your um, in hospital, which uh, um, I mean uh, that feels like a weird way to recover. But it's, it's, well, you said uh, just before we started, you've been watching Star Trek for forty years or so. Do you remember what the first? Yeah, I, the, my first Star Trek was The Wrath of Khan. I remember asking my mother to take me to see it in the theater. I don't know why. Probably because I was into Star Wars when I was a kid, and it was another thing with spaceships. But I just got addicted. Watched it every time it came on HBO and just was there. My grandmother was an OG Trekkie from back in the 60s. She watched it. So, you know, I had that. And uh, I've been watching pretty much ever since. That's a good start. I mean, my young older brother had never seen Russell Khan. So before he went over to Canada, we watched it. And just sitting back like, fuck, that's just a really fucking good film. <laughs> yeah, we actually watched The Wrath of Khan on the Intrepid Museum in New York City. Last Friday. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh, Unfortunately, okay. it got rained out just before the whole con line oh. in the middle of the second order. But we went over to a bar. Somebody logged into Paramount Plus at the bar, and we were able to watch <laughs> the rest of the movie on the bar, at, the, at the bar upstairs. So. Yes, that's incredible. I mean, yeah, because um, for the UK trackies, just an important reminder that the Prince Charles Cinema, along with several view cinemas in England, will be showing motion picture 
and the Rafa Khan in August and September. Um, okay, but I'm offended because I want the Voyage Home to be playing. No one's doing it. <laughs> we can't it. I, all I have them. what we want. I If they play the Voyage Home, I promise to turn up dressed as a whale. So if we want that win for the universe, if we want that win for the universe, they're going to put it on. <laughs> we all deserve the one with the whales. We know? all do. Exactly. I think that's actually our next Patreon content, isn't it? <laughs> I, yes, I... Hopefully, hopefully we get to experience the whales. Um, well, we can't. So, was there a quitting moment back then, Bill, or did you just sort of sail through in a gaze of war? I quit. I threatened to quit at some time during Enterprise in the second that's, season. That's, that's, I, I feel like that seems I'm because so Battlestar Galactica was on, and it was just every week. Why is this show so much better than Enter- Enterprise? And I quit for a while, but I never really fully quit because you know. It was on like Wednesday nights or something, and I didn't have anything else to do, so I would just end up watching it anyway. But uh, yeah, no, Enterprise second season was rough. <laughs> it's it's so bad. It's they tried their best. Well, they didn't, but at least Trip was there. They tried doing the same stuff they've been doing for the last fifteen years, you know. Oh. yeah, and it wasn't working. Who who'd have known? Who would have known? No, and by the time they fixed it, it was already cancelled. So yeah, but uh, well, that's, that's yeah. I mean, you survived through Voyager. I mean, you watched this. I can't. I it's I failed to call this. I can't call this episode bad. I mean, I really want to, and I'm kind of upset that. I, I, I kind of made fun of Penny. I was like, really? This is your favourite Star Trek? Look what they gave us. And I really want to hate it, but it's kind of fun. No, it's, it's, it's more ridiculous than bad, you know? It, it's it's not a great episode, but it's not offensive, you know? It's deranged. Yeah. And, you know, I watch deranged episodes all the time. I watched Sub Rosa this morning. So. Oh, Bill! <laughs> to get you in the headspace of pain? <laughs> it was it was for laughs. My friend, she cosplays from Sub Rosa. She's attractive, so we have this Sub Rosa joke going back and forth between us. So, okay. <laughs> Try not to. Oh, I mean, if you both enjoy it, we can't shape it. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to lead us, Olivia, or shall I do it this week? We open on Tuvok being roasted for being old as fuck. How old is Tuvok, man? 133. So he lied. They said 133. See, the uh, thing hold. is, I remember an episode, I think it was Unimatrix no. Zero last week or something, uh, saying that Tuvok was not even at the three digits yet. No, he's 111 so, or 112. Yeah. Okay. So they, they overestimated. I mean, I, we just wanted to know how wise you are, Tuvok. So, so elusive you are. We want to get to know I, I, you. One thing I don't get is, can Vulcans only conceive during Pond Far? Because they were talking about, you know, Tuvok's children. She was conceived during your fourth Pond Far. I'm like, well, do they do they only conceive it every seven years? Or can they just get down when they want and only have to do it every seven years? Sure, you see, I think they can want. get it down every seven years. What? Wait. No, no I, wait, think so they they do it. I think they do it more than that. But it's just that Vulcans, as we all know, are pathological liars. So they oh, yes. just say it's every seven years. Yeah, they have a and reputation as not being able. They have a reputation as not being able to lie, so they lie all the time. 
Yeah, everything in Star Trek makes a lot more sense if you just realize that Vulcans are constantly lying to each other. It's definitely all bullshit. I feel like Ponfar isn't even real, guys. They just want to pretend they're more dignified <laughs> than the rest of us. Yeah, they're, they're, they're all fucking constantly. They just they, pretend. They just want a free trip home every seven years, you know? <laughs> True. Um, it's kind of like their um, purge, really. They just act like a dick <laughs> every seven years. I mean, Vulcans are dicks constantly. Come on. <laughs> Um, so then we have this trader. Is he a trader that is greeted by Neelix? It's a second-hand car dealer. That's yeah. what they're at. One of the, you yeah. know, if you drive, you know, when you, I don't know if this is a mutual experience in America, but when you're like on the edge of town, you pass on the like really fancy car shop, and then there's one with like one of those wind floaty mans, and all the cars yeah. outside, you're like, I'm fairly sure these were the same cars I passed when I was eight, and I'm now 22. <laughs> Yeah, we have similar places, you know. Yeah, you have the fancy car dealership from the vendor, and then you have the used car lot. Like you know, so. Danny, you know um, the Matilda film with Danny DeVito, where Danny DeVito plays Matilda's dad, who's the mm. car dealer. It's, it's yeah. that vibe. Right? Yeah, that that's the vibe I got from this. I mean, I just want to say that if I was ever greeted by Neelix and Chakotay, I would start a diplomatic incident. <laughs> you would How get back in the transporter. <laughs> disrespect me. If I was greeted at the gates of hell by Chakotay and Neelix, I would say it was beyond the pale. We don't need that behavior. Why? Well, if like... you ask me, this, this Aberdeen guy looks like he sells NFTs or something. So. <laughs> He's definitely the crypto type. He's a NFT bro. He's got a bag full of Beanie Babies somewhere. Yeah. Um, and is is that is this when we're introduced to Alice, his lovely ship, who he, who he describes as the daughter he couldn't sell off something? Yeah, they're looking lovely. at all these ships and Tom's yeah, like, I like this rust bucket. It's very creepy. He's referring to it as a property and his daughter, like you know, he could sell off his daughter or something. Well, yeah. it's like it's the weird sort of thing where they're sort of leaning on how ships or ships, um, sailor ships are always given female names, which um, they're always referred to as female pronouns, which is a and females are always a... sold. Is that what you're saying, John? Huh? No, that's the weird bit. <laughs> that's the deranged bit. It's obviously the whole Alice thing is playing on the whole hashtag John is over party. <laughs> that's like the fifth one. <laughs> We have a schedule, but it is they're clearly playing with the whole thing where ships are referred to by female pronouns there. But it is really weird to be like, oh, it's the daughter I couldn't marry off. Yeah, there, there's a lot of feminizing of ships in this episode. You know, I can't really it's say I'm above that. It's a question. If Tom had been gay, would Alice have been a guy? Um I assume yeah, that, the, that it, the ship is tapping into whatever they need in life, you know, whatever their yeah. ideal person could be. Between like the jealousy between Alice and Bellano, there's definitely a, a whole, you know, uh, you know, Tom is into the shuttle vibe. Bellano yeah. literally calls it the other woman. Yes. <laughs> it's not subtle. No, they're not. No, Star Trek has always been subtle. It has never been subtle, you know. <laughs> Remember when William Shatner was like, oh, Star Trek wasn't political, it was social commentary, and seemed yes. to think he'd done something? I yeah, I mean, just... that, that's, that's my whole thing when people say Star Trek used to be settled back in the day. You just throw, let, let that be that last, be, let that be your last battlefield, I think. I mean, so. it's like, oh, oh, so you're talking about the episodes they didn't show in the South then. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, I want you to stop so any Star Trek that begins with. <laughs> remember when William Shatner did this because immediately I don't remember he's not in my life <laughs> he's not in my existence 
I mean, I still think the only way, the only way to understand William Shatner is the Robert Meyer thing where he pointed out the best, the only way he got the performances out of Shatner in Star Trek 2 was by doing so many takes that Shatner stopped overdoing it. Was this exhausting? So he yeah. wouldn't basically yell, here it comes at the camera. He'd go like, here it comes. That's genius. He's never watched the show. He doesn't know anything beyond what the camera was filming that day. So I, I never understood the whole Williams. Because he clearly has, okay. All right. Hasn't he wrote books? Yeah, or someone no, wrote no, them for him. Wrote books. He knows people who wrote books. The he was in the room the when shot- that guy started yeah. the book. The thing about the whole shot that I've never seen Star Trek things, as much as it's funny, I think it's a fucking lie. Because he's directed episodes. Yeah, I also directed. He's, he's too fucking... narcissistic to not have seen Star Trek. I'm sure he's watching it every evening in his basement. No, I think, <laughs> I think he's quite clearly seen Star Trek. I just think it, he's come up, he just came up with this hubristic line on the convention circuit that he's never watched it. Yeah. And it's also an excuse for when he doesn't know what's going on. Which is often. Which is all the time. He's, he's, he's old. A uh, 90 year old man yells at Cloud, you know? Yeah. Back to less deranged things. So Tom wants the ship, so they trade it for extra shit. And then um, basically, Tom and Harry get to work on it. Harry then names the ship Alice after Alice Batisti, who was the one that got away at the academy. Yeah. So I assume um, that was the ship already doing its little mind magic on him to have that memory resurface. I assume so. So they get the ship, and then Paris gets into the chair and interfaces with it, which is the first mistake. Rip the chair out, put a new one in. <laughs> yeah. You you don't just, you know, let the thing interface with you without some kind of scanning or protection, you know? That's like buying a second-hand computer and not wiping the hard drive first. Yeah. Like, you know you're going to find porn, otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, let me click this file. See what oh, it says. No. It, it says important file. I better check these <laughs> There'll be bank details. <laughs> yeah. Open me first.exe. Oh, no. And as any smart man does, he immediately connects it directly to his brain. He put that on that little headset, that little Spock's brain headset. Yeah. And then it <laughs> shuts down. And they go and immediately bed. gets that look on his face, say, uh, with the uh, subtext of this entire episode of what he's doing with the shuttle. Yeah, like when he goes home and he hears the voice. <laughs> he just, he, he hears it calling to him. And you know what? Who are we to become between this new love? Okay. Maybe Bilal no, isn't mean, the one. I'm just a man I mean, standing these people, here. In a These bay. people get down in the holodeck all the time. If he wants to get down with a shuttle, you know. I mean, I just let's not ever let's not go that direction. Okay. <laughs> Imagine this. if there was like a scene where Blana was like, "I'm sorry, I can't be her." There literally <laughs> is Olivia. No, there is no. Isn't she more <laughs> angry? I feel like she has more fire than that. No, but, yeah, but she does literally be like, "I'll leave you two alone." Yeah, because he's being ridiculous, which is fair enough. It's like, fuck you, this is this is beneath me more than anything. And then he like does all the repairs and he's talking to Alice and he gets into the really weird kink suit. It's a kink suit, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean they what, just meet it's more sensational when he dresses. It was bright and pride this weekend. I'm fairly sure I saw that on one of the floats I watched at lunchtime. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, magical, <laughs> magical. So we find poor Paris is engineering and Harry, he's ditched Harry for Captain Proton. Side note, Harry's Captain Proton fit, hot. No, Harry looks the good shirt, in that. The tan pants, the black boots, hot. I'd wear that. I regret to say that I have... I, this didn't make an impression on me because I'm not I'm remembering it. The podcast I'm so sorry to all I've let down. Uh, Garrett was clearly enjoying the costume, so. Yeah, he's Garrett, yeah, they're having fun. And then basically Paris fobs him off. It's like, no, I have to leave. Look at the fucking schematics. And then, so eventually, so we have the side bit where basically Seven and Neelix find out they got shortchanged for the stuff they bought from Space Danny DeVito. Um, but it's it turns out that one of the trinkets is actually like gold, basically, beryllium. So anyway, Paris replicates. He gets champagne. Chris and the ship, and it's him, Belana, having a romantic moment with the ship. I was so <laughs> terrified. Um, yeah, it's just a really awkward scene. I mean, the best bit is when they they get. It looks like they're about to get down in the ship. Oh, yeah! And, the and she still throws a little bit of champagne, and he gets all protective over his new baby. I mean, it is literally like men and cars. Oh, it, it, Actually, it's it is so a bit funny. like my mom when she got the new Fiat Five Hundred, which was very funny. <laughs> I mean, I understand sometimes getting sucked into a hobby, but you know, Tom's really getting drawn into this hobby. Yeah. Honestly, if I was her, I would have immediately left. I was like, this is already weird. I'm done. I'll see you I mean, tomorrow. <laughs> there's at least 65 other men on the ship. Ilana could do better. She could have anyone she wants. Could she? I mean, yes. Yes, obviously. She could definitely have somebody better than Tom. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom, Tom but there's so better. many ick moments. For you he does. I, I, I really do enjoy Tom's growth arc over the show, but this episode is kind of a step back for that. He's too embarrassing. I wouldn't have been able to go over what I witnessed. So <laughs> Tom. He gets pissy about Balana trying to fix it. Balana, apparently, like that, that's how he gets really weird about it. And then Balana's like, I'm leaving you alone with your so you can fuck the ship. And then the <laughs> ship electrocutes her. I, I honestly <laughs> thought she got away easy. I thought it was gonna be way worse than that. I'm surprised her whole body wasn't electrocuted in the seat. I really thought the ship was ready to <laughs> smack a bitch. <laughs> oh. And then Tom basically gets hold of one of Chakota, who's like, dude, you have a weird hobby. <laughs> <laughs> Which is you need not- to start dressing normally again. You need to shave. <laughs> Guys, is Tom a weeaboo? Is he a weeb? Is that what this is? <laughs> he is in love with... He's having an emotional affair with metal, so... You can't wear your sure. con gear all you can't wear your con gear to work, Tom. Yeah. Oh, oh god, that's essentially what he's doing. Oh. I was gonna say something cursed. He wants to bring his body pillow into work. It's not my fault. It was, made today, Tom, it was made today, Tom would have painted a way through on the side of the shuttle. Yeah. That's just at this point in my notes, I've written, burn Star Trek to the ground, it's time. <laughs> you know, it is a common thing that I say, but I really felt it. In we need that on a shirt, actually. 
course. We need to let the people know as a public service announcement. It's always time. I mean, I'm trying to take some serious notes, and then, you, you know, I'm like, Alice is trying to separate Tom from his friends. This is like abuser behavior. But then he, then she asked him to tell him about the first time he flew a shuttle. And we just go right back into the subtext. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to have an emotional breakdown for a moment. I'm so sorry. Yeah, because it, it's a person now. Because for the, so far, it's just, yes. been a, it's just been like Tom talking to a bit like weird people do with cars. And then now it's just a lady. I was like, did I miss something? Because she was just suddenly there. It's just yeah. a lady. And she talks all 1940s. <laughs> Which is obviously the sexiest way a woman can She's talk. got a very 1940s like librarian secretary look. Yeah, there's a slight drawl to the voice. It's really weird. <laughs> and just like, it's a person. He's just talking to her. And he talks about the first time he flew a shuttle. Yeah. Suddenly she's personified, you know, and then it gets was, real. I think she was always personified. We just didn't see her until now. Oh, he was just yeah. really descending into the madness. That's fair. So now we're on this Fifty Shades of Grey journey with them. It's great. <laughs> well, they can go um, anywhere. I feel bad for Robbie here because he, when he gets his own episode, sometimes he just gets the worst material to work with. He sells it. He acts he sells it. He sells it really hard. He sold Threshold hard. He sells this hard. You know, the guy's giving it his all, but it's just not great material he's working with. Because yeah, I don't really dig into the whole, oh, this is weird abuse thing. It's more just, ah, the silly man and his silly homies. <laughs> Which yeah, wouldn't it be funny if there was does. this evil shuttle trying to take command of Tom, you know? Yeah. Whenever there's like a serious tinge to like a man being assaulted in any way, Star Trek overlooks it. Which... To be fair, they do it for the women as well. So, yeah. equality. <laughs> True equality. Yeah, um, they go for the titillation rather than any serious examination of the subject they're raising. Because I remember yeah. thinking, I'd rather my man be trip-nipped than have this happen to him. <laughs> that was also that so was an assault story at its core. Like, <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so sorry. <sighs> anyway. So, and then we get like Tom being angry at Bellana. Like he's completely lost his. No, first mind. he starts stealing shit. And oh, he's yeah. really fucking horny for the ship. And he gets he's caught going on stealing power cells and, you know, parts and everything. Yeah. And has the audacity when caught to raise his voice to Bellana. Sir, if you raise your voice to Bellana, I will raise off the top of your head. Honestly, the attitude. Leave it in the ship, leave it on the weird bridge. I mean, she can't literally kick his ass. She can definitely handle herself. She should have hit him. <laughs> that, was really bad. that was an outburst. I'm so sorry. She should have sought revenge peacefully. <laughs> I mean, it's so deranged, this bit, because it's like, Torres tries to steal the parts back that Tom stole, and the ship traps her inside and tries to kill her. And then Torres is like, you know, this chip of yours might be trying to kill me. I think it might be shit. And Tom's like, no, it's not. <laughs> and then Torres is like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And he, as you say, yells at her. And then he basically runs and hides. He tries to, like, go to sick bay. So then Alice just tortures him. Yeah. Is she, oh, she, oh, yeah, she starts actually attacking him. That's 
That's wonderful. Is this before or after she's like, oh no, this is after, I think. She has this line where she's like, who needs arms when you have wings? And like, at the, in that moment, I wanted to die. Just Yeah, that whole Daedalus thing is so fucking deranged. It gets all, <laughs> I mean, it's peak Star Trek because it gets all fucking, it gets all really fucking esoteric and weird. Yeah, it becomes <laughs> fever dream and it really reaches that pitch. But then you also have a scene where Bellana goes to the captain and she says, Tom assaulted me and uh, Janeway's like, well, that doesn't sound like a Tom I know. I'm like, Jesus Christ, listen I'm... to her, Captain. Firstly, thank God you're not just like, ah, boys will be boys. But secondly, could you be a bit more like, what the fuck about it? Yeah. Could you take this seriously? <laughs> yeah. Tom's so... always been nice to me, you know. Uh... <laughs> oh, and then it, it's like revealed that What's his name? The guy at the beginning, Mr. Carr Dealer. Aberdeen. Aberdeen? Yeah. Aberdeen knew the whole fucking time. Or he first has a crapper story because he's like, oh, someone else had the ship. And I thought they had like isolation sickness. So I didn't mention it to you that someone lost their damn mind on the <laughs> vehicle you're buying. Um, which is, you know, standard salesman procedure. Yeah, and the whole Aberdeen thing was weird. Like, he was a good enough pilot, so the ship made him find a better pilot for her. And then told him anyway. Just... Yeah. Because oh, he has this like, really sad like monologue. Not even a monologue, but just like, oh, I wasn't compatible with her. And you just see yeah. the sadness in his eyes. And it's just... <laughs> I try just my best. Been... We just weren't a good fit. <laughs> How is he? Even he is still horny for the ship. <laughs> he he fell in love truly. He, she didn't even need to work her magic. He was in it. <laughs> uh, oh. But yeah, so that that's after Tom escapes and gets completely wired in, which is really creepy. Yeah, I got Tom with all the wires <laughs> stuck in him. There's a whole bunch of dialogue in this episode, which would be great for that out-of-context Star Trek Twitter account. Oh, God, yeah. It's just all... Oh, let me get the script up. I have a... Oh, no, you have the script saved. Well, there's a great site called Star Trek Transcripts, where it just has all the transcripts of... I think it's every episode. I'm not sure if they've done Strange New Worlds yet. Spock's brain table reading when? No, (laughs) No, they've done up to Enterprise. Okay, so Voyager... Season six. John is pretending that he didn't hear me suggest that we should do a Spox Brain table read. So, you want a Spox Brain table read as you all do? <sighs> if one person I'll do lets it. me I'll know, I'll do it. I'll do it. That's it. I'll do it as long as I get to be Kirk. Fine, you can be Kirk. I'll. I will be. Mm. Bring the Spock and the woman who has that line. Brain. No, we're doing it. We're gonna do it, but we're gonna do the Spock stick version, where instead of brain, we say dick. Fine. You can survive for forty hours. What a dick chip. Sometimes you don't think high art can be improved. Dick, dick. What is dick? <laughs> right, that's not my idea, unfortunately. That's from Swear Track, but it's a uh, classic. Credit Swear Track. Oh. Here we go. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna re- okay. Here's a creep. Who needs arms when you have wings? You're becoming a part of me now. <laughs> that the was the yeah. is unlimited. 
Forget the old Tom Paris. He doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> I hate I hate it. I hate it. It's not even a good line, even for a deranged computer yeah. who's obsessive. What does that mean? You know, if you have wings now, I guess. Um, yeah. I mean, two women fighting over a man has never been so boring, you know? Yeah, because it's also like, it's entirely unclear. Like, is Alice trying to kill him? Is Alice trying to get back into this particle fountain that is apparently very dangerous? Um, is he part of the particle fountain? Is he a machine? What's what's the vibe? What's the deal? Why does the robot want to go to the particle fountain? Yes, never did the shuttle come out of the particle fountain? Is she an entity that came out of the particle fountain and latched onto the shuttle? It's never explained. That's a good no, point. It's... It would have been much more interesting if they had given her a bit more backstory. Just even two minutes more Make backstory. Make her more deranged. <laughs> <laughs> but no, instead we just get the even weirder... Okay, this site... As, so when it just lips, you know when Bolana's about to go inside his mind and she gets the thing stuck to her head, the site I'm looking at refers just as Taurus has a blinky on her temple. A blinky. <laughs> a blinky. Boop, boop. Absolutely not. So yeah, so Taurus Taurus goes inside her mind, which um all that's in my head of that is that there's a Phineas and Sam song called Going Deep Inside Your Mind, which is Sing a lot it. better than this episode. No. Sing it now. <laughs> No, I'll you, do it you're not allowed to mention a song on this podcast and not sing it. That's a new rule. Okay, well, no, <laughs> no, I'm not Fine, singing. I don't know from, the lyrics to the song. It's a new rule from next episode. I mean, you're gonna have to sing "Face of a Lot," "Face of the Heart," a lot, Olivia. I've got faith. No, you're not getting that for free. <laughs> you're not getting that for free. Okay. We were all singing that in the bar the other night after first contact. Somebody put it on the jukebox. I saw and, uh, that on the. I saw that. You on saw the Twitter. video, yeah. I saw it. If you that guys, happened that's... in a bar that I was at, I would call in a bomb scare. We're gonna do. <laughs> we are gonna end up doing it at some point in September. I'm sorry. The we're bar was full of trekkies. You know, there were about uh, there were about eight trekkies people there who weren't trekkies, and they were looking at us weird. So as yeah. they should. Fortunately, I'm not in the video singing. I'm in the back by the bar buying somebody a drink. So tragic. That's just a cover story. No. But yeah, so where were we? So yeah, Bellana beams into his head to convince him that this is fuck. This is utterly fucking insane. <laughs> but it's it's okay because he's with Alice now, and um, his girlfriend's having an argument about who's real and who's not and who matters. I um, I, I was a bit confused because I've been watching Voyager on and off. I thought Bellana was pregnant at this point, but she's no, not. No, no, she's not pregnant. That yeah, would be... not, we got another season. No, that's a seventh that season. <laughs> like, what about your son or your child or whatever it was? Yeah, they don't get to play that card yet. <laughs> okay, that's fine. Um, still, I would be so aghast at how he's behaving. I might just abandon him. I'm so sorry. I mean, it's not really his fault that he got parasited, it... basically. Okay, at this point, it is clear that it's not really his fault. I'm sorry. Yeah, don't give the wife guy blame for the fact that he's kind of been fucking. <laughs> he's kind of been, he's been parasited, brainwashed. brainwashed by an incredibly deranged space robot. She's kind of a girl boss. No. <laughs> no. I just wanted to Listen, say. Listen, it's Star Trek. At some point, everybody gets, you know, seduced by an evil robot ship or something. So. See. We forget that Kirk is literally referred to on several occasions as being married to the Enterprise. Yes. Kirk can resist Elan of Troyes because uh, 
you know, he's married to the Enterprise. So I've already got a woman to worry about both. Yes. The Enterprise. Surprise. Yeah. Act like it's not your bestie Spock. But then the girlfriend argument means that Alice is deactivated. So Tom is beamed home. Alice gets to go home? Dies? It's intended we, we don't really know. Yeah, I was going to say, I have no memory of what happens to her. They must not have told me. I also don't care enough. And um, Tom, um, Ballada threatens to break Tom's legs and then... She should have, as a treat. (laughs) (laughs) She got no recriminations, okay? Yeah. And then um, the the, the episode ends with Tom going, yeah, um, my hobbies are deranged. It's like, okay, okay, Tom, thanks. He's just going to build another shuttle sometime, you know? (laughs) Imagine it just cuts to him making like a mini model of Alice in his room. I feel like (laughs) the writers would do that and not think about the implications. (laughs) She was one of his best lovers. Mm -hmm. So trivia-wise, as we said, Harry and Tom both incorrectly guess how old Tuvok is. Tuvok is 111 or 112. Um, John Fleck, who played the, the used car salesman, also played um, Silic. Well, the... that's who that was. I thought he was familiar the entire time. Who is, is that? It's the Sulaban guy, the scaly guy. The Broccoli Man? Yes. Amazing. We'll go with Broccoli Man. Yeah, that'll do. And then, um, what else? Chakotay says Voyager has a full complement of shuttles, despite... Yeah, which is funny, because he's crashed half of them. <laughs> he has! He's got to stop doing... Maybe he's just lying to cover his arse in that scene. <laughs> he's covering up how many ensigns he's gotten killed in shuttle crashes. Haven't you crashed five shuttles? No, I haven't. But, but <laughs> shut up, Tom! <laughs> uh, what else? Um... According to Brandon Braga, this episode shows parallels to Stephen King's 1983 horror novel Christine, as both feature a character becoming obsessed with the restoration of a vehicle that eventually develops a hold on him as it repairs itself. I wouldn't know. It seems like they call it homage or just like a direct ripoff. It's one of the two. You know, it's a Stephen King novel. Everyone's ripped it off. Yeah, at this point, that's a common trope. That could have been anything. Yeah, that's kind of the end of the trivia. They had nothing to say. Except for the level of the range this episode is, it's just, I feel like there's just a lot to say. I feel like it's that point in Voyager where they are just churning these things out week by week without thinking too hard about it. Yeah. No, they got their script, they did their effects, they shoved it out, you know, it's, it's, it's not a great episode, it's not awful, it's just, you know, Voyager weirdness. Yeah. And it's really weird. It's incredibly weird. I- I've had the best time I've had with Voyager for a while. I'll admit that to the people now. You mostly bore me, Voyager. Oh, it, it can be a fun episode to watch. You know, it's it's not offensive. You know, it's not it's not one of the awful episodes you want to just turn off. It's not the fight or anything, but it's you know. Oh, the fight is so bad. Yeah, no, the fight is just painful to get through. You know, this episode is one you can laugh at along the way. 
Wait, which one's the fire? Is that a Balana one? It's the one where Chakotay is stuck in some alien mind palace where basically he has to fucking have a boxing match, but his coach is Boosby and what? nothing happens. What? Why? Nothing happens. Nothing at all happens. Isn't there only the one where he has a... Who has a fight with the rock? Uh, oh, that's, 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 that's Katsu, Which we did. Yeah. There's also an episode in which nothing of consequence happens. But at least you have a few interesting performances in that one, you know. This one is the the, the fight is just awful throughout the nothing, entire thing. Yeah, not absolutely nasty of consequence happens in the fight. There's no climax to a cool fight scene. No, you could skip it and never worry and never worry about it ever again. It feels like an episode meant to develop Chakotay's character, but it simply doesn't. I really need Chakotay's character to be developed. I don't understand how people can ship him with Janeway when Janeway is so badass and he's just like a plain yeah. sheet of paper. I can't, In the I first couple of seasons, they've got some looks, but then, you know, the writers forget about it and Chakotay's just kind of blank slate the rest of the series. I mean, a plain sheet of A4 with an intricate origami piece. That is how <laughs> I see that shit. Oh. Sorry, Chakotay. Maybe one day you'll be at her level. <laughs> Perhaps not. So, is it a quittable episode? I, I mean, I enjoyed it. I can't quit a Voyager episode I enjoyed. We have to let some slip through the crack. That's no, it, it's, it's bad, but it's not bad enough to quit over. No, I think you're right, Bill. I will not be quitting either. I... I, I think, have to give it props for keeping me interested. I'm looking at the list here. This is the only Voyager episode. No, no, we didn't quit Q2. But apart <laughs> from that, we it. quit every single Voyager. That's the one with Q's like babe son who fucking sucks. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. The one he gets rid of um, Neelix's lips. Oh, well, of course we let that slide. That's good. Yeah, of course. Cool. We Neelix just shut up. We let, uh, that was. I, I think there's actually a note here saying that's why. <laughs> but um, we're not quitting. But that doesn't exclude the next factor, which is our triplet scale of curseness. Wait, no. I'm 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 feeling like I can't. I can't define it now. This episode is confusing me with scale. Um, while you have a think, Olivia, I will explain the triplet scale of curseness to the audience. Our triplet scale of curseness is how we measure how deranged an episode is. Um, it is based on the principle of the fourth episode of Enterprise, Unexpected, in which Trip Tucker is um, impregnated. And as part of that process, he gets nipples on his wrist. He's fucking cursed. Beautiful. So that's how we measure curseness. And. Um, Zero trip nips is the correct number of nipples on your body, however many nipples that is. Ten nipple, ten trip nips is there are nipples running up both sides of your arms. <laughs> really bad. It's like a bad rash, and then like, you can't get rid of them. Oh, it's like a fiber side. Fiber side <laughs> I it was all child, we'll never know. We need to get into the details of the trip. It's an exponential scale. The further you go up, the, your nipples double every point you get. I what what was really really cursed about this? Just the 
Tom being horny for the ship, the ship torturing him. But that, um, the, the torturing is almost too serious to be a trip nipple ball. How this horny is, he is when he finally, you know what? He gets so horny when he's actually bonded to the ship, but the ship is really horny too. Yeah, the ship horniness deserves trip uh, trip nips of its own, you know. That, I think the ship horniness is just, that, that gets you to a base level of three. And then I think I'll give you two more for how fucking weird Tom is for the whole episode. Yeah. Yeah. The extra one for the, um, it's the daughter I never married, I can never marry off. So rounds off at about six. You're right. Yeah, I, I can agree with six. Olivia? I, I am very upset that I had to see Tom acting up once again. So it's at least six. It's at least six. Six it is. Which, um, you know, I mean, it's not going to be worse. Our night in sick bay got ten. <laughs> it deserved it. It, it did. I had- yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one on my Enterprise rewatch. <laughs> it's so fucking terrible. Night in sick bay got ten. Well, our last Voyager episode got four. That was Twisted, which is just an episode in which nothing of consequence happens. It's not even like a, ah, ha, ha, the plot was dull. Nothing happens. Yeah, nothing the ship gets rearranged. Big deal. <laughs> That's the... So disappointing, Star Trek. So then, after that, we have... Um... High Art. Olivia, explain High Art. High art is the objective scale of what is correct in Star Trek opinions. High art is about the episodes that I personally approve as the top tier. We've got (laughs) Spock's brain. We've got Mask. We've got Arena. We've got... Okay, I always say the same ones, and I'm trying to think of... The Storyteller. Journey to Babel. (laughs) Descent Um, Part 1. Journey to Babel, for sure. Um, what are some more eccentric ones? Threshold. Threshold is almost, yeah, it is on there. Someone did place it on the high art list. I did accept it. You know, just the ones that have a little bit of pizzazz. Some people, (laughs) they're not strong enough to enjoy it. (laughs) Let's, Let's freeze it as that. So do you have any that you would like to submit, Bill? Uh, to high art, um, uh, definitely not this episode, <laughs> but um, one I watched fairly recently, a Voyager episode, Blink of an Eye, that's high art. That is high art. I Blink, Blink of an Eye is not just whack, it's also really good. Like, Blink, yeah. Blink of an Eye is deranged, but also really fun and really interesting and clever, and it's got Daniel Day Kim in it, so it can't be bad. Okay. Okay, Threshold is on the high art list. Okay, so what's Blink of the Eye? And basically, Voyager goes to a planet which is revolving super, super quickly for some reason. So, like, half an hour on Voyager is, like, a century. So, like, they beam the Doctor down for five seconds and he's had 15 years of life. Yeah. Did you say that's Daniel Day Kim? Daniel Day Kim's in it. I did Google it and he looks hot. So, yeah, that is at least 50% of the way. Do we have any other submissions about it? <laughs> Um, Any other defense? The, void, the doctor gets really into the planet sport, and it's really funny. They beam him down for like five seconds, and he gets like he has like trauma. Oh no! He also comes back as like a football fan or whatever yeah. the uh, whatever sport they play on the planet. 
and he got he was he was his house was bombed during a war. <laughs> so five he was gone for like there. five seconds. Jesus. Um, good episode. It's a really really good episode. That does sound actually interesting for once, and I would like to watch it. I'll put it on the reserve list until I can confirm. Voyager is always treated with suspicion. <laughs> I rate it, and you know how I feel about Voyager, so. Do we have any other high art submissions? No, not today. John, do you have any? I am going to submit. I watched it recently. I mean, I'm just going to submit a private little wall, just because I think it's good. It's my Which worst one's take. That? You have to explain these That's the one with the Magartan. It's the first Mabenga episode. Mabenga content seems like a straight win. Okay, absolutely not. I googled it. What is this? <laughs> what is this? Boy band oh yeah, I forgot about the, the, the space action figures. Indigenous population who are really yeah. They're the reason the episode's deranged. These look like the um, placeholders for Ryan Reynolds in the Barbie film. <laughs> That's his stand-in. <laughs> oh my gosh, I see the what's his name? Magato, whatever his name is. I see. Gumato, Magato, Tomato. Um jail for what I've witnessed. But probably is high art. Probably is high art. <sighs> but yeah, um Well that was Alice. It was deranged. Tom got Lady I Macbeth. <laughs> Do you have anything to plug to our listeners before we go, Bill? Oh, just my uh, Twitter account, at TrekkieBill. You know, I like to live tweet episodes there and point out, you know, all the way Star Trek has always been political. Hell yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a good. You run the account that's like Star Trek is political. Yeah, I, I need to get more on that. You know, it's been, I've been busy lately, so... It's a good account full of sarcasm. I like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, people always miss the, you know, like you just mentioned the private little war, which is literally about the Vietnam War, but, you know, Star Trek was never political, you know? Yeah, obviously. So, yeah, follow Bill on at Trekkie Bill. Um, harass us at Quit Star Trek Pod. Olivia is currently looking for um, volunteers, I'm going to say, for her Gorn assessment episode. It is the Gorn Apologists Gathering, <laughs> aptly named, and it will be glorious. So um, drop us a message if you're interested, send your friends, tell your friends, follow us on Twitter at ChrisDoshyPod again, email us at iQuitStoshyPod.com, leave us nice reviews on iTunes and wherever you get your podcasts, um, send us money on Patreon. <laughs> That's been nice and surreal. Um, I hope everybody's enjoyed our first Patreon content where I... Made Olivia watch four episodes of MASH and emotionally traumatized her, and Olivia fell in love with Klinger. So, uh, <laughs> um, thank you. Um, what if we, the Patreon money goes to good causes, like paying for the Zoom account, um, takeaway I got off to work last night, and some jewelry I bought? Can I reveal <laughs> my expense? Because I already spent it. <laughs> yeah, go on. What did you spend it on? Surprise. It's a Strange New Worlds cosplay coming soon. You know what? Soon. Yeah, that's fine. That's good. That's good. <laughs> I spent mine on. A really nice Korean chicken takeaway and some like, jewelry I had my eye on for like half a year. So like, what what I've done is socialism. It's going back to the people. Okay, going went from Star Trek back to Star Trek. Oh. 
yeah but um thank you so much guys we really appreciate it we've got more content coming up um olivia's gonna we're gonna probably do touchwood some films um i'm gonna try and speak to some people about some stuff that was a bit too nerdy for the main feed um you know mm, okay. but we'll see um once again thank you so much bill for coming it's been a real pleasure thank you um, for having me on and um until next time don't hook yourself up to a shuttle <laughs> don't get horny for a shuttle don't okay don't do it kids don't how do you feel about the Enterprise, though? So That's different. That's fine. She's cool. She's not like other girls. <laughs> Good night, everyone.